Hello and thank you for tuning into my podcast, a podcast that's been set up on the back of a dream to spread inspiration, support and kindness amongst our profession and to inspire you to join me in starting a revolution within midwifery and shaking up the birthing world as we know it. I am so freaking passionate about supporting student midwives and I want this podcast series to be your hope, your inspiration and your kick up the backside to believe in yourself but mostly I want it to feel like a big fat virtual hug when you need it. If you want to get in touch with me please listen in at the end of the podcast for how to do so and enjoy. I just want to add to this episode before it starts that I have spent my entire career proving people wrong. I feel like I have proved so many people wrong, right from trying to get into university, to being on my foundation degree, to being at university, to being newly qualified, and now an independent midwife. I've been qualified two years, and the doubt that I have come across in terms of my people's belief on my ability, and whether what I want is possible, I've just smashed it all, and I hope that this will help you to realise that what people say to you, what people tell you about what you should do or how you should do it or how you should practice or where you should work or get putting fear in you about how or where you want to work, I want you to remember that this is based on their own fears and their own insecurities and I want you to follow your dream like I did. Well, 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 hello. I thought it would make sense to kick off this podcast with an introduction and a bit about why I set this podcast up. How many times have you found yourself in a position of self-doubt through your journey into becoming a midwife? I know I came across this many a time and I'm hoping by sharing some stories about this from my own personal experience that I can help inspire you. Um, so wanting to become a midwife was something that hit me later in life. It just came to me. It was I was in my late 20s. It wasn't a big event or anything special that happened. It was just a light bulb moment after a series of events that accidentally brought me to the midwifery stand at a local university open day. That series of events is a whole story in itself, maybe for later. But basically, after this, I couldn't believe I had never thought of this before and I'd never found this before. And I'll be honest, if someone had told me then that it would take me eight years to get to qualification, I probably would have been like, what the fuck? But I know I would have still done it. I just knew it was what I was meant to do. Um... I felt like I jumped over so many barriers to get here where I am today and I believe that is purely because it just wasn't something I was willing to let go of. So firstly I was working full time, I was in a chicken and egg situation, I left school after my GCSEs and I didn't do great at those so I had to do an access course to go to uni only I couldn't afford to give up work to go to an access course. So I totally ignored the latter and I applied anyway and just thought I'll deal with it when it happens, if it happens. And I was rejected two years running from the local college, both with the reason that I needed more life experience. 
the first time I got this message, I just accepted it, that it wasn't good, that I just wasn't good enough. Um, the second time, however, I questioned what that even meant because I was 25, I moved out of home at 16, had worked in various jobs since, I'd lived all over the country, so I felt like I did have lots of life experience. And the response is one I will never forget, and one I think that would land them in quite a lot of trouble, because they told me an example of this was rearing children. That's the, they, they're the exact words that they used. Uh, I couldn't believe I was being told that I couldn't be a midwife without having my own children. I felt so gutted, but rather than letting that phase me, I just decided that that was not a place that I was going, wanted to study or where I was going to try again. So from that point, I focused on trying to find some work experience and that was a joy. I emailed so many people and almost always never received a response, which I kind of understand now because I know we do get lots of response, lots of requests for people wanting work experience. But it was a total twist of fate that I found the course I ended up doing. Um, it was a case of being in the right place at the right time in September 2011, um, very much at a time where I was feeling frustrated with work. I'd been made to change jobs and I really wasn't very happy about it at first. But one morning I went in early just to sit and try and get used to my new role. And another woman was in the office who I'd never spoken to before, who also, as it turned out, wanted to be a midwife and told me she had just started a foundation degree in the evenings that, in an alternative way, met the needs of getting into university and I was like I I was right on the phone I met the head of the department the next day and was offered a place and started the following week like talk about alignment um so through my first year I worked full-time with a little part-time pub job on the side too and I studied really hard in the evenings but I still struggled finding the work experience and towards the end of the first year with still nothing on the horizon and having run myself into the ground working pretty much seven days a week and attending uni three nights a week along with the extra study on top of that I ended up being diagnosed with depression and just finding it all so hard as I just I think it's just purely from wanting it so much and feeling so passionate about it and knowing that it was my calling so I decided that to be able to focus on finding work experience, I needed to delay starting my second year until the following year. And soon after that, I stumbled across a company that arranged work experience overseas, which I didn't know enough about at the time to know this isn't a really good thing to do in terms of ethically, but that's a whole podcast in itself. Um... It cost a lot of money, and as someone who already needed two jobs to pay basic bills, I knew it was going to be really hard, but I was able to up my hours at the pub, and also my super supportive managers in my full-time job at HSBC allowed me four weeks off all at once the following September so that I could go to Sri Lanka. Um, I then worked my butt off days, nights, weekends. I worked 24-7 for the best part of a year to pay for this trip 
Um, I won't go into the trip today, but I went to, as I say, beautiful Sri Lanka in September 2013 and spent a month there. My flight landed back in the UK, the same as the first day of my second year, starting back at evening university classes. Once I once back, I knew I needed to now focus my application to university and set about researching which universities would even consider me. I narrowed it down to five based on the email responses that I'd had, only for one to change their entry requirements as they do at the last minute. And this prompted me to try my luck questioning the answer I'd got from King's College London, a university that I thought, you know, as me, who I am, you know, not doing very well at school, coming from the background that I come from, that was way out of my reach. But two months of back and forth emails, I think I drove them insane. Um, but yeah, two months of back and forth emails of me trying to convince them I was worthy of a place resulted in them agreeing that if I met a certain grade in terms of my predicted grades, that they would consider me, They'd just consider me. Um, but that felt like a huge achievement to get that email. I think, I don't know whether it was just my tenacity or whether they just wanted to get rid of me or <laughs> they were probably sick of hearing from me because I was like a dog with a bone. I was not letting this go. Um, I felt like it was a real long shot for me to get in, but I didn't want to waste a space. So I put them in my five. Um, I was lucky enough to have an interview at another uni. Um, which was offered very quickly and I went along but I just didn't get the feeling I just I felt drained in the atmosphere it didn't lighten me up it didn't feel like an environment that I wanted to be in I knew that it wasn't a place that I wanted to go um, then I got rejected at King's on the basis of not meeting their entry requirements I was gutted um, but thought I'll try my luck at questioning it. It's what I've done before, so I may as well try it again. Um, I forward the, forwarded their email with what they'd said to me, along with why I felt that the right it was the right place for me. And they came back and said my application would be reopened and I got invited for an interview. And I fucking bawled my eyes out that day. I couldn't, act I couldn't actually believe it. Um, the interview I was sure I'd failed when I went but oh my gosh I felt so energized <clears throat> being there I felt so alive I felt so passionate I felt so at home and I decided at th that point that that was the university I was going to go to and I actually made a really bold um, decision to withdraw my applications from all of the other universities some that I'd not even had a response from yet um, because I felt like if I didn't get into Kings that year then I would keep applying until I did and I'd convinced myself that I did shit at that interview and felt horrendous the next day at work um, but you know as you may have guessed I emailed the lovely admissions tutor first thing in the morning before work to again just fight my corner I sent an essay I'd recently completed about midway free and asked them to please reconsider and I quickly got a reply saying that there was no need I scored highly on the day and would be getting a conditional offer 
oh my God, I will never forget that day or that feeling. Having come across so much negativity, so many people telling me that I couldn't do it, that the odds were stacked against me, oh my God, getting that email, it's still, my skin tingles as I say this, like my hairs are standing on end, um, I, I just broke down sobbing at my desk, and um, by this point, my entire office was invested in me and my dream and no one knew what to do because I was just crying and they didn't know whether it meant I got in or that it hadn't. My best friend Donna at the time was like, oh god I think she hasn't got in but I managed to whimper through my sobs. I got in and the whole office erupted into a cheer. It was a moment that I will never forget. It was just incredible. Um, so as I say, I, I came across a lot of negativity from the start, from, you know, from think, from the very moment of deciding wanting to be a midwife and submitting applications to the local college, right the way through to my foundation degree where I was kind of constantly given, like, maybe you should try another route into midwifery, you know, the odds are against you. And I know that they were trying to prepare me for the fact that the odds were against me, that it is hard, but it just fired me up even more. And I refused to listen to any of the negativity and just focused on my goal. Um, and I got there against all the fucking odds, all of them. So... I just want to say to you now that if midwifery is your dream, if this is what you want to do, if you feel this gut feeling that, like I did, that this is your passion and this is where you belong, then you can achieve it and you deserve it. And that is all for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you get as much love from this podcast as I've put into it. If you want to get in touch for any reason, if you have a story to share or a topic you would like me to cover, then my email is below. You can also find me on Instagram at Michaela Marling. If you enjoy the podcast, please hit subscribe and you'll be the first to know when a new episode is released. If you want to help me reach more people and contribute to my mission to help change the system from the inside out, then share the podcast widely with your friends and colleagues. Till next time.